there is no one else like him. I'm fairly certain there is no one on Earth as intense and crazy as David Goggins. Recently, I finished reading his book, and I honestly cannot stop thinking about it or what it could mean for my life and future decisions. This is the 5AM Miracle, episode number 424, Extreme Intensity and Uncommon Success in David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me. Good morning, I am Jeff Sanders, and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast. You've probably heard before that you cannot unring a bell. And now that I've been exposed to David's story and his message, I cannot ignore it. Something has changed, and something is going to change in my life. It's not a question of if, but when. And it's one of those books that is going to be hard to forget if I ever do. And that's the kind of book that I like to read. That's the kind of personal developments that I look forward to in my life in every possible way, is to be inspired and moved and just ignited with a sense of purpose, passion, excitement, energy, enthusiasm, all these things that ultimately are challenging me to grow into a whole new person. And that's what I would hope for you as well, uh, especially with this book, but through any other means as well that might get you fired up for your own life or for your own journey. So for the episode this week, we're going to dig into this book called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. I have mentioned David before on this podcast a few times. Uh, specifically, I actually interviewed Jesse Itzler years ago in the show, and Jesse has a book where he talks all about living with a Navy SEAL, and at the time, that Navy SEAL was a secret. No one knew who he was, and turns out the whole time it was David Goggins. And that story from Jesse was not only a funny book, but a really extreme example of what it means to take your life and your physical fitness, honestly, to a whole new level. And knowing now that it was David Goggins that caused Jesse's growth and the inspiration behind that book and the whole story that unfolded there, knowing David's story now makes that entire thing seem so perfect and it fits so well into who I now know David Goggins to be. And so if you do not know who David is, look him up. Stop what you're doing right now and Google this man. Uh, find him on Instagram and Facebook and follow his story. Watch his videos. This guy is hes intense in the most incredible and insane ways. And honestly, I'm just kind of floored by what he has accomplished, uh, the stuff he's been through, and that's a word that's really loaded. Uh, David is an extreme man. And so what I'm going to do this week is break down some of the lessons that I pulled from his book. Um, this will just be the tip of the iceberg because his book is filled with a lot of of a lot. <laughs> There's just so much there. Uh, so as a disclaimer for this week, I will note that his book includes uh, domestic violence, it includes extreme language, it includes lots of situations that potentially could be uh, unnerving, triggering, uh, difficult to process. Uh, his story is raw, and he tells it in a very raw way. And I think if you look at Amazon, look at the reviews, you can tell that the vast majority of people love his book. I think right now it's in the top 10 of Amazon books, and it's been out for years, which is incredible. Um, and the number one complaint you're going to see are the people that are just kind of 
floored by the intensity uh, that David brings, which we're going to get to this week because the intensity is the thing and uh, it's magical. So let's go through these lessons. I've got eight of them for you this week. And we're going to start, number one, with the beginning of David's story, which is childhood, specifically the fact that he dealt with, well, basically domestic abuse uh, through his father and other uh, difficult situations he was in. And he really dials in on exactly what that means for him growing up, Uh, the poverty that he experienced, the lack of resources, uh, and many times a lack of love and just feeling alone and being challenged as a child to become an adult way, way, way too early. And for most of us, we have experiences that are difficult. We have our own stories that we can tell. And at the end of the day, the question is, how do you respond to what has happened to you? And David had a choice. Do you let this kind of story that happened to you beat you down? Does it define you your whole life? Does it prevent you from future success and happiness and possibility? Or is it the fuel for your fire? And for David, he used his childhood and the very difficult scenarios there to be his advantage, to make no excuses and to move forward because of these scenarios, because of these challenges and to fight against them. Uh, What you'll hear in David's message, what you'll hear from him uh, through his videos even today, there is such intense fire and passion But the origin of it is anger. It's hurt. It's destructive behaviors that are probably not healthy. I mean, let's just throw that out there. I I don't think David's approach uh, will fit most of us because most of us have not experienced what he did. Now, once again, we do have our own stories and our own challenges. And so you may be in a similar boat that he was in. But I think that we have to make those choices for ourselves. How do we process what happened to us, and then what do we do with it? And what I love about David's approach is that he said, I'm just going to go all in. I'm going to use this to my advantage, use my difficult childhood, and I'm going to plow forward. And it's inspiring just to feel that sense of determination and to say, I'm not going to let this be my downfall. In fact, it's going to be the backbone of my success. And that's awesome. Lesson number two that I pulled is that David clarified something specific that he wanted, and he stopped at nothing to get it. As you'll hear in his story, David decided to become a Navy SEAL, and this was after he was already in the Air Force for four years, and at the time, he was overweight. He was nearly 300 pounds, and he tells the story about how he lost over 100 pounds in a very short time period. I think it was around 90 days, which sounds impossible. And that's David's story in a nutshell. Everything that he does sounds impossible. And somehow he pulls through and he makes it happen. Uh, he nearly dies, I don't dozens of times in his life because of his own decisions. And which you can definitely make the argument that he is uh, an unhealthy and terrible example of someone to follow. I can hear that you know the, the haters for David Goggins will say that he is dangerous. He is recommending a lifestyle that would kill other people. And honestly, that's possible. I I totally see that. At the same time, his willingness to face the impossible is incredible. And so what you see from this lesson number two is not just that he faced the impossible, 
But I think what's more important is that he defined the impossible. He clarified something specific and he decided this impossible task, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to pursue this with everything I have. And so, I mean, even just simple example of losing 100 pounds ever in life would be a phenomenal achievement. And yet he did it extraordinarily fast and in a way that allowed him to then join the Navy SEAL program and then go through Hell Week and all these things he describes in the book. But it's just so powerful to say that when you define something specific, when you know exactly what it is that you want, the hurdle you have to overcome, the obstacle that's in the way, you know what it is, then all of a sudden the path is clear because you know what to do to go take care of it or the how to get there is less important because the why is so clear. The what is also so clear. It's right there in your face. So you go and you achieve it. Lesson number three from David's book is the 40% rule. And this is one you're going to hear quite a bit from David in his message today online. This is one he talks about quite a bit. Uh, David has this belief. I'm pretty sure he made it up, but it's a belief that he has that you are only really tapping in to around 40% of your abilities. And when your brain tells you to stop, you still have 60% left in the tank. That's the philosophy. It's that when your brain says you're done, you're tired, you're beat up, you have nothing left. According to David, that's not even close to true. You have a lot more to give. Well more than you could possibly imagine. And this philosophy, this perspective... It fueled David through ultra marathons, through extreme challenges, uh, through military endeavors that he describes in the book that are just unrelenting. And yet he had the mental fortitude to push through, and he believes it's because of this 40% rule that when he feels his brain telling him it's time to stop, he just ignores it. Now, there's a lot of risk here. Obviously, there are scenarios where David describes that are he's on the brink of death. And he is pushing the boundaries of what's possible. And so I'm not going to go out and say, uh, go ignore your brain 24-7. There are reasons why your brain is telling you to stop, right? There are safety guards, you know, boundaries built in to keep you alive. And those are good. And those are healthy and they're advantageous most of the time. But if your goal is to push yourself, if it's to challenge yourself to go a little bit further, to really see what's, what's possible for you, You're going to have to butt up against that 40%. You're going to have to know what it means to go beyond it. Um, Personally, I've experienced this. I know what it's like to run a marathon, to run an ultra marathon, to do extreme physical challenges. I've done them before many times. And yes, you will hit a wall. You will hit these moments where you feel like you are exhausted to the bone. And somehow you persevere and keep going. Somehow there is more in the tank. There is more to give. Uh, I've personally been there. I know this is real. Now, I've never pushed as far as David has, but I could. I have that potential, and so do you. We all have this potential to do more, to be better, to become phenomenal human beings that we've never allowed ourselves to become. We've ultimately held ourselves back. I think what David proves time and time again is that we are our own worst enemies. We are the bottleneck in our own success. And if we can overcome those mental hurdles, well, then all of a sudden, that 40% could be a lot larger. And then ultimately, what you could achieve 
just becomes this endless chasm of possibility. And it's truly amazing. What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions, without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Lesson number four, and here's a quote from the book. Nobody likes to hear the hard truth. Individually and as a culture, we avoid what we need to hear most. I love this quote. I love it because reality sucks, right? Being willing to face reality, it's a difficult decision. And to be able to say that we are avoiding what we need to hear most and we're hiding ourselves from reality, that we don't want to know the bad news, that's just true for most of us. Most of the time, we'd rather sit in comfort. We would rather be, ignore the reality We'd rather eat food at a restaurant and not be told what the ingredients are. But we'd rather go through life a little bit ignorant because it's safer, or so it seems. It appears as though that's the ideal, that if we can go through life not really knowing what's going on, we can be a little happier. I just, I know that's true because I've experienced that myself. We all have. And what David is challenging us to acknowledge here 
is that reality is the ticket out. Being willing to face reality, to not hide, to not make excuses, to know what's real, face it head on, and then persevere beyond it, that's where success and fulfillment lie. They don't lie in the shadows. We're not trying to hide from reality. We want to know what it is for better or for worse. And yes, oftentimes it is worse because that's why we're hiding because we know if we look at our bank account, it'll be woefully too empty. If we look at ourselves in the mirror, we are overweight, right? We, we can see that happening. And so what we do is we decide to hide the mirrors. We decide not to check the accounts. We decide not to look in those areas. We keep the closet door locked and closed because if we open it, a bunch of junk is going to fall out. But that's not the way forward. The way forward is you intentionally open that door. You dig through the junk. You figure it out and you move forward. Lesson number five, and this is one that might be my personal favorite, which is to callous your mind. David repeatedly uses this phrase that making your mind more calloused, more hardened, more prepared for battle is ultimately what's going to get you through, that you embrace pain to strengthen your resolve, that ultimately comfort is the enemy of greatness, and therefore we're trying what to do whatever we can to not necessarily avoid comfort per se, but it is to do the things that would challenge us to callous our mind to be able to fight beyond what we believe is possible for ourselves. And that as a byproduct means we are avoiding comfort because the greatness that we seek will come from the difficult challenges. It will come from the obstacles that we face. And so if David's going to teach you anything, it's that pain is a path forward. Now, you don't have to necessarily be in pain to experience success. But there is a lot of truth to that, that a lot of what success is, is being willing to experience a little bit more of that pain. And then you grow because of it. And then that next experience is not as painful because you are stronger. Your mind is more calloused. You are ready. You're willing to do what's difficult and you're more prepared to do what's difficult. And that combination is extremely powerful. Lesson number six, physical training is the best battleground. I love this idea. And here's a good quote from this to explain this a little more. A physical training is the perfect crucible to learn how to manage your thought process because when you're working out, your focus is more likely to be single-pointed and your response to stress and pain is immediate and measurable. So consider the idea that when you exercise, when you go to the gym, when you go to the park for a run, when you are engaged in a very specific physical activity, David's right. Your focus is single-pointed, right? You are truly dialed in to one activity, and you're experiencing what that activity is bringing you right in front of you. You feel it physically and mentally. You are right there. The pain is immediate. It is measurable. You are prepared to do more because you know exactly where you are. And the more that you repeatedly do this type of physical training, the more prepared you are to do, yes, more physical training, but also everything else, specifically the battle of life. Right? David doesn't train to be a better ultra runner. He's not trained to be a better firefighter today that he actually is. Right? David is training because life is challenging. He's training for life. He's training to callous his mind. He's training to do everything at a higher level. 
And physical training is one of the best ways. I, I, I agree with this. It's one of the best ways to push yourself forward in so many arenas of life. Now, it doesn't mean that physical training is a requirement for success, but I do think that if you're looking for a path forward, if you want to know how can I get from where I am to where I want to be, I would argue, as would David, that physical training to push yourself forward in a very challenging way to strengthen your physical body will give you so many tools to be better at whatever it is you choose to do. And so if being a better athlete is not one of your current goals, I think it'd be a good idea to add that to your list this year to make that something you are working towards because that's going to allow you to be more focused, to be able to measure that pain in a more immediate way and to move forward with more clarity and more resources and more physical strength to tackle all of your goals. Lesson number seven. Uh, This is David's tagline, stay hard. He says this all the time. And at first, it just sounds like some intense guy just giving you a rah-rah speech. Uh, But the more that you learn about who David is and what he's about, stay hard means a lot. So here's another quote from the book. Uh, David says, most people in the world, if they ever push themselves at all, are willing to push themselves only so far. Once they reach a cushy plateau, they chill out and enjoy the rewards. But there's another phrase for that mentality. It's called getting soft. And that I could not abide. David has a loathing for weakness, and it is striking to hear his intensity towards this. Right, Staying hard for him is a constant commitment to take on challenges and pain and to fight through every single minute of every single day. When you watch his videos now online when he's working out, he finishes every single one of these videos by saying stay hard. But what he is truly emblematic of is him actually living this out. He is working himself to the bone all the time, despite the fact that there's really no practical reason to do so. He doesn't need to run another ultra. He doesn't need to fight wildfires, which is what he's now doing for fun. That's just what he is about. So for him, this idea of staying hard, it is a lifestyle all the way to the grave. He will be fighting with this level of intensity forever. Now, do you and I have to do that? Mm, Maybe, maybe not. But what if you started to embrace a little bit of that? What if you began to take that into your work week, to take that to the gym the next time you're going to do a really difficult workout? What if that was your attitude towards your household chores? That if you were considering the idea of saying, well, I'll just do it later. I've got this thing to do. It's kind of hard. I'll just put it off a little longer. But what if your attitude was, no, no, no. I don't get the excuses. I'm going to do this. This is not an option. This is part of what I am responsible for. It's part of what my life mission is about. I am ready for the next task. Let's go get it. Right? It's this urgency and intensity and a willingness to just move forward. So yes, stay hard, stay intense, stay willing to fight. And I think that that is incredibly powerful, especially if that has not been your lifestyle, to begin to embrace that more, that'll change your life overnight, for sure. And finally, lesson number eight, become the uncommon among the uncommon. David is the 1% of the 1%. He is the best of the best. 
He is absolutely the tip-top person in everything he chooses to be the tip-top person. And there are a lot of reasons why you might find David to be unappealing because he is so intense, he is so raw, he is so outspoken in a way that I could see people not liking him, and yet at the same time, you cannot ignore him. And I think that that is so fascinating, and I think that it's so incredible that he has decided, and did this years ago, that he was going to be the best of the best, and he became that person. He made a decision on his own at a time when he probably didn't have a lot to show for. He didn't have a lot of success under his belt. He didn't have the money, the resources, the the people, the tools. He didn't have those things, and yet he decided to go get them, and then he did. Right? You don't become the best of the best because someone handed that to you. You become it on your own. You decide you're going to pursue it, and then you do. If there's anything you could pull from David's story, it's that your life is your choice, that this is within you. Right? I end every single podcast episode saying you have the power to change your life. You do. And David shows that that's true, and he does so in a way that is absolutely just fascinating. It's just truly incredible. You know, I have not been this excited about another person in a long time to watch their story unfold, to see who they're becoming, but this is someone to watch. He is someone to learn from. And so if you have not yet read his book, if you have not yet dug into his story, please do so. And if you have feedback on this and you want to tell me, go ahead and email me, jeff at jeffsanders.com. I'd be happy uh, to dialogue with you about uh, David, his story, and really what it could mean for your life and the intensity you could bring to the goals you are pursuing. Because there's a lot more to dig into. There's a lot more to achieve. And for the action step this week, yes, 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 read David's book, Can't Hurt Me. I recommend books all the time on this podcast, but there are very few books that hit me as hard as this one. I view David's book as an absolute must read for anyone who wants more out of life. It's radical, it's intense, and it is well worth it. JeffSanders.com slash 424 is the place to go to get the episode notes. Also, JeffSanders.com slash subscribe is the place to go to find out where the apps are. You can download to listen to this podcast, subscribe more often, or you can do so on the app you're using right now. That's all I've got for you here on the 5A Miracle Podcast this week. Until next time, you have the power to change your life, and the fun begins bright and early. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen, author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just the cherry on top. 
Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.